0: Mitch, g'day guys, welcome back. It's episode 31 of Life's Mitch. So, last week I spoke to the Aussie guys on the podcast. Don't read the comments, we had an awesome time, had some great laughs. So, go back and check that out. I'm sure Ty and CJ would love your listenership. And this week we have another international guest on. So, my first guest from Singapore and uh, got an expert in on the aviation industry. (laughs) So, uh, I'm on that matchmaker.fm my guests intern messaged me and uh shared uh, my guest's story and i figured yeah you know what this is another great story i'd love to share so without further ado could i get you to please introduce yourself and uh tell us what your you know what your speciality is and a little bit about your your personal or uh, professional background please
1: awesome thank you so much uh first of all mitch for having me on the show and uh, uh you know uh you know, just interacting with my intern, I think that was a really uh, good boost for her confidence because we were running a small challenge, actually. Yeah. And then that, that, you know, reaching out to people to uh, allow me on their podcast was part of the challenge. So I think it was really, really interesting for her. And, and she kind of like took it as a challenge and she's still doing it. Uh, she really enjoyed the process. So, you know, thank you for doing that. I think it was no really problem. encouraging for her. Yeah.
0: Do, do, you Wait, so, uh, do you want to give a shout out? Do you want to give a shout out to
1: her really quick? Yes, please. I do. <laughs> her name is uh, Savas Khan. Uh, she's from India. Uh, she's actually one of the cabin crew aspirants, and that's why she follows me on Instagram. So we had launched this intern challenge, and she was really keen on participating. That she couldn't like put in a lot of time. So uh, you know, this is really good for her to be able to reach out to people. And uh, I think she's really developed her people skills and. Uh, it's really good. It's really good for her. So, and I'm very happy that she actually took up the challenge because I think she did a great job. Yeah. Reaching out to people like you. I think she did a great job.
0: Oh, uh, shout outs. Well, thank you for the connection. And uh, I hope you get a good laugh out of this for sure. Cause I, I think it genuinely will be awesome. Okay. So thanks great. for coming on Nitty. Uh, the, the, um, the biggest thank you. I, I can like get, give someone is the fact that if you give your time to me, like it's the currency that you can't exchange or whatever. So from, from in the bottom of my heart I'm I'm genuinely grateful for your time here this evening so thanks for coming on and uh
1: Absolutely what
2: sweet. <laughs>
0: that's okay so what? Uh, so you're on this uh matchmaker.fm which is a i've described it in the past it's like linkedin for podcasters and people who want to be guests on shows and maybe promote their their business or youtube or whatever so i noticed that you've got a youtube channel and that you uh, professionally you are a veteran of the aviation industry would you like to talk us, tell us a little bit about your working background Absolutely. and what it is that you do
1: sure sure thank you so um I call myself an interview specialist, a people skills specialist. That's my speciality currently. I'm actually also a certified image consultant. Uh, I'm an NLP coach, if you know what that is. I I don't. (laughs) Oh, you don't? Okay. So NLP is actually neuro-linguistic programming, uh, which is basically, you know, you deal with people's subconscious and things like that. So I'm a certified coach. I'm also an actor certified coach and Trainer, which means I have an advanced certification in training and facilitation. And uh, I'm currently a founder at Success Talk. This is a coaching academy that I started in 2017, uh, which is based out of Singapore currently. Um, and uh, primarily, we work with um, you know, career-oriented individuals globally. We have students from UK, US, Egypt, Taiwan, uh, <laughs> pretty much everywhere, uh, who we help to get hired for their dream job by focusing on every aspect of the interview preparation. So. Um, all this started uh, in 2017, but then um, I have always been a trainer at heart ever since I was young. Uh, when I was, I think when I was young, I always want, knew that I wanted to be a trainer <laughs> for some reason. And uh, I got an opportunity to join Singapore Airlines in 2007. That's how I came to Singapore. Uh, but I wasn't just uh, a flight crew, I was a supervisory crew. I was training, I was also in the training department. Uh, so, yeah. I wanted to take it one step ahead and that's how the coaching academy started. And I can talk about it in a little more detail along the way as to what yeah, do de- we do and, you know, how
0: definitely. it all
1: began and stuff like that.
0: That's great. So, okay, take us back. We'll go back to 2007. Um, so well, did you always intend to sort of work in like in the more, I guess, flying around the world? Was that always like the dream for you initially or what, <laughs> how did that all start?
1: Right, so uh, I mean, I I will be really honest here. My my sister is actually a cabin crew. She flies for Air India, and uh, that's where the inspiration came from. But uh, that wasn't really a dream job for me. For me, I think my dream job still was still to be a trainer. Uh, that is what I always wanted to do. But it was a great opportunity because um, I knew my, how my sister get you know used to get to fly the world and. Uh, at the same time she was learning so much and getting to interact with people so i took it as an opportunity in fact my mom has a big role to play in a lot of things that i am today and she's the one who actually pushed me to get into this and yeah i loved it i loved it so i came to singapore in 2007 uh, i'm originally from india from delhi yep. Yep. and um, came here in 2007 to fly for singapore alliance and yeah i've never really looked back the 10 years were fantastic in fact uh, they were so good that in 10 years, I did not feel the need to take a single day of uh, unwanted medical leave. Yeah, wow. <laughs> yeah. I- I'm very proud of that. I never, never took a single day of unwanted leave in 10 years and, I- oh, wow. and I'm really proud of that. <laughs>
0: wow. I can't go 10 months without that taking one. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I have my fair share of medical leaves and that's one of the reasons actually I had to put Singapore Airlines lines as well. Because in 2017, I broke my tailbone uh, oh, and uh, ouch. I met a guy who was ready to marry me with a broken tailbone. So I was like, okay, <laughs> let's seal the deal. But yeah, that's the reason I quit Singapore Airlines. But the 10 years were amazing. I had an opportunity to, as I said, uh, be with the training department. I used to be part of the safety department. I used to be part of the uh, cultural team. I was an ambassador. Uh, I was an Indian ambassador. I was also uh, part of their in-house promo team. So we used to do videos, shoots, and stuff like that because I had a bit of a modeling background uh, when I was in India. So yeah, so flying was just not really flying for me. It was a lot more. And uh, it's funny because I'm not a travel enthusiast. I actually don't enjoy (laughs) traveling, but I love the job.
0: That's ironic. It's kind of like being a vegan butcher.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You could say that. (laughs) <laughs> but I mean, that's, that's what inspires me to get people to, to uh, you know, that's how the Coaching Academy started. I wanted to reach out to people who want to become cabin crew yep. uh, primarily. So that was my niche. That's how the YouTube started. The Instagram started. I started educating and empowering people with the information that I really needed uh, to get their dream job. Because for a lot of people, this is a dream job to become a flight attendant or a cabin crew for an international airline. Yeah. No,
0: yep. oh, that's That's fantastic. So like, so it sounds to me like you're one of the world's most overqualified trainers. So, you know, when seeing, I guess, seeing people transition, you know, first your time with the airline and and now, you know, doing your own thing. Um, What I guess one of the most, I was a trainer for, I was a, so I'm a miner, a coal miner by trade. And before this, I was a a roadwork landscaper and we, I used to have to sign off some of the apprentices and stuff. And um, seeing that come through, like there's this sense of like seeing someone grow and like professionally it's like saying a younger brother or sister you're like oh look at them go <laughs> and also at the same time if they bugger up it's on you <laughs> so it's it's kind of, so it's kind of that's a double-edged sword but true. um when okay so 10 years in the in the aviation industry you've you've been to probably most continents on the planet is there do you have any like stories that in that 10 years that stick out as like something that was memorable like something outrageously funny or was there like a that's something that comes to mind off the top of your head
1: oh yes of course so many of them in fact uh i'm in the process of writing a book currently oh, look, which is called yeah uh just that i've been putting on putting it on hold for some time because you know there's so much work piled up but um uh, at work, we're planning to call the book The Great Gig in the Sky,
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: if I can borrow the name. <laughs> but, um, Pretty good title. but yeah, it's going to be co written by my uh, husband, actually, because he's a writer. He actually already has a book in the market. He's a musician, he's a writer, uh, very artsy guy. <laughs> well, we, <laughs> very can, we can we can give a
0: link to his, uh, his book as well, if you'd like to give it a shout out as well, if you want to.
1: Yeah, sure. That'll be great. Yeah, he wrote a book a few years back. It's called The god of sex and gold and rock and roll so he's actually a musician yeah, uh, the book is yeah the book is really interesting it's it's about uh, so he's a hardcore metal fan and things like that um yeah but we can definitely share the link thank you very much for that so yeah Another. he's gonna he's gonna be our writer in that book but yeah that's gonna have all the amazing stories that i always wanted to share with people but uh, i'll be happy to share a couple of them uh here
0: yeah. no worries
1: so I think uh, one of the most memorable ones is my first flight <laughs> ever. <laughs> and, uh, you know, the, the, obviously, as, as, as this is your first flight, people don't allow you to do everything on your own. You're on, on the job training, so you're considered trainee and, you know, you have to be under someone and you have to learn and uh, do your best. Uh, But uh, my mentor was just really amazing. She just let me be. She allowed me to do whatever I wanted to do. She she had just so much confidence in me. And uh, that really boosted my confidence in turn. And could you believe on my first flight, I actually got one page of compliment letter from a passenger. And that was just amazing for me, you know. Uh, Yeah, that was just amazing. I'll never forget that, you know. Uh, She couldn't tell that this was my first flight because she was like, oh, I wouldn't have been Ever able to tell this was your first slide, you did such an amazing job, and she actually wrote this big one-page compliment letter for me. So, so that that was really, 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 really memorable for me. That's but awesome. yes, uh, there was just <laughs> too many funny slides along the way. So I should share one of these. It's actually on my YouTube channel as well. People can yep. go and watch the full video if they want to. Uh, so, you know, I was still very new, and when you're new, you're still kind of nervous, and you know, you're trying to do whatever you can because. Flying is very different than doing a day-to-day job because for a lot of passengers, they don't know one that you're new. Uh, For them, you're just a cabin crew, right? They don't know whether it's your first day, second day, three months, six months, whatever. And the other thing is for, I'm not sure if you know this, but if you're a cabin crew and especially for international airlines, the people that you fly with on a particular flight, probably is the first time that you've ever seen them. And probably this is the last time that you are probably going to work with them in a team because you don't really get to work with the same people every day. Yep. So, you know, you really have to bond and things like that. So anyway, going back to my story. So um, it was a Japanese passenger and Japanese passengers are considered to be, you have to really handle them very delicately. <laughs>
2: because
1: <laughs> If you do anything wrong, they can get really angry. <laughs> so you have to be very delicate about it. <laughs> so uh, there was this Japanese passenger and I was working in uh, the class, and uh for Singapore Airlines in Business Class, we have to, you know, we have to take passengers' jackets and we actually put them in a closet nicely so that when they wake up and they're about to disembark, we can actually give it to them. Yep. So this Japanese passenger is supposed to give him back the jacket, but he was sleeping. And then you know, if a passenger is sleeping, you're not supposed to wake them up. <laughs> so I was like, oh, what should I do? We're about to land, we're about to land, but I have to wake him up. So I suddenly, you know, uh, I saw that he had woken up, but it was just about time for me to go to my seat because we were just about to land. So I decided, okay, I'm just going to quickly do this. So I took the jacket and I rushed to give it to him and boom, there was turbulence. And suddenly everything just shook, okay. <laughs> and I was holding the jacket and suddenly I, I leaned towards the jacket and my lipstick actually landed on the collar of the passenger. <laughs> passenger's jacket. And then actually I actually had no time to tell him because I was like, I'm, I'm still new. I don't know if he's going to be angry. I don't know if he's going to, you know, just be really, really angry with this. I just gave him the jacket and I, I ran to my seat and I didn't do anything about it.
0: <laughs> and to this day, is and, it still a mystery to this day?
1: Yes, it is. And <laughs> I, I have no idea what happened to that passenger. But if you ever hear this, I'm so sorry. <laughs> if you went home and your wife found out that there's a lipstick on your jacket,
2: <laughs>
1: but I'm sure yeah, it came yeah. out in the next wash. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. I really hope it did. I really hope it did. Uh, yeah. So that was one of the funny ones. Uh, but I still remember there was this flight. Uh, there, there, was this flight that was quite, quite a fair bit of a tricky flight. Although I'm very thankful that I never really had any medical conditions on my flight that i had to deal with but i definitely had a lot of rowdy passengers and you know people who would get angry and abusive and things like that so i did have this passenger who got really really abusive and uh he actually wanted to beat the beat the crap out of the flight steward as flight steward because he refused to give him drinks uh even though the passenger was really high so that's yeah, yeah. And he almost came to the galleys. The galleys, the area where we prepare meals and stuff and he wanted to punch him in the face. And I had to really like protect him because I was the supervisory crew. And so we had to, you know, send the crew up so that the passenger doesn't do anything. And I had to take over his seat. And then the police came and we had to escort him and all that stuff. So yeah, so those kind of situations used to happen quite a lot around flights. And of course, random proposals. <laughs> yeah people want to marry you I had a, I had a I had a mother who wanted me to marry his son without seeing his son <laughs> <laughs> yeah so yeah it, it, those were fun days <laughs> that's
0: cool did you have like so did you have a because uh, Singapore Airlines are one of the most reputable airlines on the planet I worked in the travel industry for a while I was a travel agent for a large company ah. here for a bit and um, I've okay. never, fl- I've never flown Singapore Airlines, but I know that they are one of the big three that you know share the, the highest safety record and have the biggest sort of range of countries they visit. My question is, did you have a favourite route that you like to fly? Were you more like you're more like international or like domestic, or what was your like favourite route that you'd, you'd take?
1: Yeah, so Singapore Airlines only has international flights because we don't yeah. have any local. Uh, I mean, it's a really small place. Yep. <laughs> so we can't do any local flight <laughs> did you have
0: a favorite route or place that you like to visit or, or fly to or from
1: oh, okay like in general like a place to visit yeah.
0: so like would you um would you fly fly somewhere get a few days off to get some time to yourself or was there somewhere like did you have a favorite route that you used to like to take
1: oh okay yeah so so definitely i mean if you're flying long haul then you would get to stay in those places for a little longer in comparison to short haul flights so like if i'm doing a Singapore to Bangalore, then we don't really get to stay there because it's a turnaround, so we have to come back. But if you're going to U.S. or Australia uh, or Europe, then we definitely would stay for for a day or two most of the time. Actually, one of the places that I loved was, uh, I mean, I still love going there, though. Uh, It's Amsterdam. (laughs) I just fell in love (laughs) Love with that place. (laughs) Not for wrong reasons. (laughs) Uh, Nothing that I did there. But
2: uh, (laughs) yeah, that,
1: that was a great place to be. Yeah. U.S. was one of my favorite destinations. We used to go to San Francisco all the time. I used to love the shopping uh, in U.S. That's, yep. that's one of my favorite places as well. Yeah. So those were uh, two of my favorite places to shop and, you know, just to, shop just to, to relax and chill. Yeah. yeah. If if you're in a place. Yeah.
0: That's cool. I remember my time in Amsterdam. I really enjoyed um, the Heineken exhibit, you know, like the, the beer museum they have there. And, um, you know, I like the uh, the ambience of the city. Nah, just kidding. I'm full of crap. Uh, yeah. <laughs>
1: So, you know, it's, 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 I mean, drugs are sort of legal, but still, you could still like enjoy the place, even if you're not doing anything. So yeah, I agree. This is true. I like the vibe of the place. Yeah,
0: this is true. So, you know, 10 years training, safety, promos, uh, flying around the world, you know, you've done it all with the sound of things. So at what point did you go, you know what, I've had enough of this, met your husband. And then when did you want to start <laughs> to go to work for yourself? Like, when did you decide that? you know what, I'm going to branch out here, do my own thing. What What was the, the defining moment that made you choose this path?
1: So, I, was all, I mean, I was always doing uh, training outside of Singapore Airlines as well, because you can sign an exclusion form, actually. So, yep. I was doing training with other companies as well when I was with Singapore Airlines. However, if given a choice, I don't think I would have made the decision because I really enjoyed flying. I think I think it was my injury that kind of pushed me a little bit in that direction, but I wouldn't say that it was, it was something that I would have done it if I was not injured, in all honesty. But I'm really glad that happened, because if that wouldn't have happened, I wouldn't have done this. I wouldn't have taken those big steps. So uh, for good or for bad, <laughs> I think that was the defining moment that I got injured. And I realized that I can't do this anymore because physically I can't take the pressure. So I decided that I'm going to, you know, give myself a break, but I knew what I wanted to do. So that's the good thing. I always knew that I wanted to do training yep. um, and take it ahead. But I never knew that I'm actually going to go into YouTube and start everything on my own. So this happened in 2017. So there's a story behind it, actually. That's so it. my husband is actually a YouTuber and uh, he's the one who used to make videos on YouTube.
0: What's his, uh, what's his channel called? And, we'll give him another share out.
1: Um, yeah, it's called Ministry of Guitar.
0: Ministry of Guitar. If I'm not
1: wrong. He should have changed it by now. His name is Utkarsh Mohan. So I think it's either of those two. So <laughs> the, the funny thing is that um, when we started, obviously, his YouTube had a lot more subscribers than I did <laughs> because he's the one who told me that this is a great way to educate and empower and you know reach out to the audience that she really wanted to. So that's how YouTube and social media started because even before 2017, I was not present in social media at all. Like I, I, was, I wasn't one of those people that I would go to a place and I'll share a Facebook or a story or things like that. I was I was really not on social media at all.
2: <laughs> yeah, fair enough.
1: So, so that's how it started. And uh, yeah, that's how it started. The whole YouTube, Instagram, educating, empowering people. And one thing led to the other. People started contacting me if I were to coach them to become a cabin crew. And then I set up programs in place. And i actually have a lot of uh, affiliations. I do work with uh, the... With, uh, a couple of people in China who are actually, they have a training team, so they come in as trainers for me. I do have um, a partner in Singapore who's actually a author as well. Um, I would love him to be on your show as well. I will let him know if you yeah, would sure, like sure. to be. A, yep. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Absolutely.
0: Always love him. Yeah, his name tellers.
1: is a Yep. Yeah, he's a millennial coach. He's an author. Uh, he talks about millennials and, you know, how they need to cope up in the working environment <laughs> and stuff. Very That sounds fantastic. <laughs> So, yeah, so he, he does um, a certain part of the training with me. Uh, so, yep. yeah, so, so that's what we do. I mean, currently, I think uh, we have over 500 people in the last two years that we have placed in a lot of different airlines, a lot of different customer service jobs. Yep. And currently, we have over 50,000 people in all of our social media platforms that follows us for yeah, what wow. we share. So very grateful, very grateful wow. for all of that.
0: So, it's, so you don't just train specifically for Singapore Airlines, you contract out to major um, other, other people as well and stuff?
1: Yes. Yep. We, we don't have contracts. Yes, We train for every airline, basically. But currently, because the airline is not hiring, so we've pivoted a little bit and we are training for uh, jobs in general. So we're yep. doing interview coaching. Because even with our interview coaching, surprisingly, because 2020, no, no airline was hiring, but most of our students are actually working right now with one company or the other, because when you're training for interviews, you're training for interviews at the end yeah. of the day, you know, it's about skills. So yeah.
0: well, I, I was going to ask you two things. First question is what are, what is the secret to nailing that job interview? What are, what are like some of the key fundamentals that anyone could use to sort of increase their chances of learning that role that they might be after?
1: So, so actually there are a lot of them, but I'm, I'm going to focus on two because okay. <laughs> these two, I feel are really, really important. Uh First and foremost, it's all about practicing, but in the right direction. I feel a lot of people, say, for example, you know, this is something that I share with my students all the time, just to give you an example. So, you know, a lot of times you will hear people say, oh, you should practice in front of the mirror. You should stand in front of the mirror and you should practice your answers, how you're going to talk to your interviews and things like that. But I actually tell my students, practicing in front of the mirror is waste of your time.
0: Okay. What's the secret?
1: <laughs> so I actually tell them you should make videos. Because when you make a video of yourself, you can see what you're doing. You can actually go back and you can actually tell yourself what I did wrong and what I can do better. So yeah. I think practicing from the right, with the right feedback and in the right direction is really important. If you keep doing the same thing wrong again and again when you're practicing, you're probably going to land up doing the wrong thing again in your interview. And that is something people fail to understand. And that's, that's the reason why I do the coaching primarily, because I want people to know what is the right thing to do. So that's, that's really, really important. And I think second is about believing in yourself. I think that's really important, that confidence that you need to have when you're on that interview room. So, you know, I, I tell my students that I can, I can say this with confidence if you don't join my coaching. I can tell you that when you sit, sit inside that interview room, you can answer any question. And I, 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 I can tell you this with 100% confidence, even though you've never heard that question before. And the reason is because it's not about it's really not about it's about how you prepare your techniques it's about the confidence that you have in yourself it's about building rapport with your interviewers so so that's the second thing you know having that confidence to be able to have a conversation with with anyone because at the end of the day an interview is not a question answer session it's all about the conversation that your interviewer wants to have to find out whether you are the right person for the for the job and he or she just wants to know whether you have the right skills and you have the right mindset so so primarily, it's the right skills and the right mindset that we train people on, which are the two things that I feel are really, really important if you want to nail that into you.
0: Yeah, fair enough. I doing this, um, so I'm I'm not a tertiary educated HR person. I'm just a guy who built roads and I drive. I'm in the mines now. I drive big dump trucks. So and
1: we need you by the way, <laughs> regardless.
0: Stop. And I, I I started this project because, like, one, I like to entertain people too. If I can make someone genuinely smile, then it's all worth it. And three, doing it now, like I'm volunteering on radio as well. And what I've learned in my time is that the guest or the interviewee is, or it's like another uh, podcast to listen to. It's about like uh, the entertainment industry and Zach Braff, Donald Faison, Turk and J.D.L. Scrubs. I, I appeared on their humble brag last month. So I got to meet some of my favorite actors, but they spoke, about, ah. no, they spoke about, same as a as a doing an audition for a show, you know, you, you want to make sure that not only you nail it, but you want to go in thinking, not that you're better than everyone else, but the fact that I'm going to work with you guys, and I'm going to make you a lot of money. So I think that on top of, you know, selling yourself well, preparing yourself, listening back to what you've been doing, you know, in the form of video, or even a voice recorder is better than doing in the mirror. And then you go, okay, and then you show people. So if you go if you go to say I'm trying out for a role in a movie, obviously I wouldn't with a head like this, but you know, if you can say like <laughs> I'm here to not kick the shit out of everyone else, I'm here to work with you and make some money. Yeah. If you can show that teamwork bond,
1: absolutely
0: I, um, you know, I think personally you'd be more it'd be more beneficial in your stance and then you would maximize your opportunity to get the said role. Does that sound a bit right, or am I just talking garbage? <laughs> no,
1: no, no, you absolutely spot on, spot on, because uh, that is something that I cover as part of, uh, in fact, I just recently made a video on uh, how to deal with peer pressure in interviews. Yep. And you know, when, when you're in that interview room, obviously the peer pressure gets onto you. Apart from just being nervous with your own preparation, you feel nervous about other people in the room that, who, who might look better prepared or might look better than you and things like that. And there's this one thing that I talk about. Uh, comparison is good. I tell, tell my students, like, you should compare. You should actually compare yourself to other people. The only difference is you should compare to self-enhanced. Instead of self-evaluating, you know a lot of people should self-evaluate, yeah. but you should self-enhance yourself. So I think you're absolutely right. You know, uh, telling your interviewers as to why you make that fix is your job. You are the one who has to sell yourself rather than you know just standing there and uh, thinking about all of this. You should actually work on building that rapport with your interviewers. And as you as you rightly mentioned,
0: yeah, it's like talk you know, about
1: how you're the best fit.
0: That's right. And if you spot someone attractive at the bar, you know, when it's not not COVID times, you back yourself. There's an Australian expression saying back yourself. And if you, Ah. you know what, I'm going to back myself here. And you just go, Hey, how you doing? Is there any chance I could buy you a drink? And then you can't wing men, wing, wing women help. But at the end of the day, it's it's it, the ball stops with you. You could have great references. You could have fantastic list of bona fides. You could, ha- you could be overqualified for the role. But on the day, if you don't sell it well, then uh, chances are you might find yourself in the unemployment line potentially. I don't know. So, That's true.
1: No, absolutely right.
0: Absolutely yeah. right. I am. Um, So, and my second question in regards to that was during this time of uh, pandemic and, you know, how has, how have things been during the whole COVID-19 thing? Like for you, is it, are you still got people uh, doing online work and stuff or what, how have you guys been?
1: So fortunately uh, we were always training online. Uh, I don't have a physical space. My training was always online because I wanted to breach the physical space barrier. I wanted to be globally. I wanted to train globally. So that's why I have been training online all the time. Uh, but of course, uh, given that our niche initially was more so on cabin crew, uh, the industry is not really hiring. But I but I do tell my students the opportunities are still there. I know pandemic has a great effect on the aviation industry, but I also know that this is just a turbulence. It will pass. Uh, aviation yeah. industry will come back. So we have to prepare ourselves. But in the meantime, uh, there are opportunities out there as I was just telling you, you know, most of our students are actually employed. Um, so, so it's really a funny story. There's, there, there's a student who came to us who wanted to become a cabin crew. And uh, you know, he went through the whole coaching session and then the interviews were not happening. And he went into digital marketing and he's doing so much better. And uh, he's earning so much more and he's so happy. (laughs) And he's like, I don't think I want to be cabin crew anymore. (laughs) I'm really happy with what I'm doing. I see myself growing here and things like that. So uh, there are opportunities. Uh, We just have to learn how to network with people because currently LinkedIn is a great place to be on. uh, As you had also initially mentioned that you also are on LinkedIn. Uh, I think you have to keep networking with people in an online space at this point in time to see how you can create opportunities for yourself. And we do do cover that huge, we we do cover that in our coaching sessions as well, how how to be on LinkedIn, how to build rapport with your interviewers, and, you know, how to be in touch with HRs and stuff. Uh, So, yeah. Um, I think opportunities out there. We just have to create one for ourselves. Maybe not for the dream job that we want, but for a job that would give us an experience to get that dream job at a later stage.
0: Yeah, so it's like a little victory today can be a massive achievement tomorrow kind of setup. So like, I can hear you. So so you could have a small victory today. Yeah. It means you'll you know have a massive victory tomorrow. Sort yeah. Of thing. Yeah. That's cool. That's true. Well, that's cool. So <laughs> you know, so I I noticed on your socials that you're very like up to date with the whole travel bubble thing between Australia, and New Zealand, and. There was talk today. I don't know how true it is. You might be able to confirm it or not. But there was rumors speculating in Australian Parliament that there may be a travel bubble opening up between Singapore and Australia. Have you heard anything in regards to that, or or not? I so heard
1: much? that a few months back too, <laughs> and I was very very happy about it when it happened because I have I, one of my best friends staying in Melbourne, Australia. Okay. So I was really hoping I could go and see her. I think I think this is a great step. Travel bubbles in general. Um, I feel the situation is still quite volatile. We really don't know. I mean, it, it's kind of a everything is on a day-to-day basis. Yeah. I know the travel bubbles are in the talks, but honestly, until it is really put into place and that flight really takes off and lands in Australia or vice versa, I'm not really sure if that's going to take place. Because I remember a few months ago, there were talks of the travel bubble between, uh, was it Australia? Yeah, it was Australia and Singapore. There yeah. was a talk of a travel bubble a few months back as well, but then it, it, it didn't actually take place, even fair though enough. there was a talk, it didn't go through. Yeah. So uh, I think well, we just have to wait and watch.
0: Yeah, fair enough. I am. Um, so we are we, we're still sort of the COVID vaccine rollout here is available for people in their forties now. So I can't get mine yet, but you know, it is what it is. And anyway, so hanging in there, patiently. Yeah, I and- can't get
1: them either if that makes you feel better. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still considered young. Oh, that's good.
0: That's good. Yeah. so okay so you know you got sounds like you've have you've had an incredible working career thus far and you know training flying modeling promo work safety you've done it all i mean i would love to see your resume it's probably about as thick as a, as a thesaurus that'd be fantastic but i um <laughs> All right, there's a so every week I like to get the guests on and just like have a relaxed whinge, wine, sook as we call it in Australia, just to get stuff off our chest. And I wanted to ask you, Nitty, is there would you like to have a bitchy with Michi? Yes,
1: let's do it.
0: Okay, so what's some <laughs> is there anything at the moment or in life that sort of grinds your gears and gets under your skin that you just want to get off your chest?
1: Oh, wow, so many things. <laughs> Oh, we got,
0: we got nothing but time. This is, this is great.
1: No, I think, uh, I mean, um, I, I guess this is just one thing that does, does bother me at times because uh, I mean, although I, I haven't shared this with you, even though I'm doing all of this, I do have a full-time job and then I'm working for an IT company. I do yep. people skills and project management. I'm actually also a sound therapist. I do sound healing on, on, on the site. Uh, that's something that was my calling. But, uh, what is this? Yeah, you
0: say it's sand therapy.
1: Sound therapy. Yes, can I do talk- therapy with singing bowls. <laughs> oh,
0: wow, I'm curious about that too. But yeah, we'll come back to that shortly if you want to. But what's something that? Uh, sure.
1: Yeah, so I think I think I feel like uh, the journey of an entrepreneur can be very tiring there are days that I'm just so exhausted because you know uh as I was just telling you today I'm not feeling very well although maybe you can't really tell that because it's a cabin crew you really have to put everything aside and put a smile on your face all the time so I'm really used to it and, and I love smiling but I think it gets exhausting it gets exhausting especially when people don't respond the way you would want to so for example you know even though, and, and oh my God, this gets on to me. I have to share this.
2: Yeah, cool. <laughs> All of On means. social
1: media. <laughs> so, you know, it's like, here you are making content that's educational, empowering. And then someone just puts like a great photo of themselves on the social media. And that gets like, I don't know how many likes and how many comments. And I'll be like, what? <laughs> Don't have to really do that. Just I mean I, I like putting my photos and stuff, but you know it's, it's really gets on to me, especially social media in general. I feel like as an entrepreneur it's so exhausting sometimes to make your way through all of this. There's so much competition out there. Singapore is a small place. It's really saturated market especially when it comes to trading. And on top of that, social media, and especially everything is an online space now. So there's so much competition in that space as well. And I go like, oh my God, like just a photo. How can she have so many likes? (laughs) And yeah, I'm sharing so much useful information. And my husband goes, like, you're like stuck with all social media crap. And that's another thing that gets on to me. I'll be like, hey, I'm just, you know, talking my heart out. Can you just like listen to me and not give me your opinion? That's not what I want. Yeah. So that's the, that's the. Oh, stuff that's
0: on my chest big deep, breaths. <laughs> big deep breaths we got this we got this so yeah we you know yeah, we, yeah. We, li- we live in an age of millennials and influencers and twitches and all this stuff and i was talking to yeah. a friend at work so i i work in a coal mine in australia and australian blokes sort of i would say 50 plus uh, baby boomers as they call them so far out of touch with things the traditional australian guys like yeah nah she'll be right mate and, um, you know, it's talking about social media and some of the, you know, complications that come with it. It's like that. So, millennials have children and boy meets girl or, or whatever the, the thing might be. Oh, yeah. What do you do for a living? I'm an influencer. Or what do you do? I'm a Twitch streamer. Oh, my goodness. Like, so we, <laughs> we live we live in an age where, you know, it, people would put a photo or something up and people just flock to it like a moth to a light. And, you know, it, it would be frustrating to take all this. Amazing content, like uh, yeah. Just the other day, I learned how to put a, like a take a snippet of a podcast, put it into my story, and then play it. And then you know you you want people. The idea is to people to take it in. You know you want to spruik your business, and you want to you know do all these things. I want listeners, and I want people to come on and share their stories, have a laugh, all that sort of thing. And it's just like oh, you get X amount of views, likes, and then you see an influencer puts a photo up of a grapefruit. It's like twenty thousand likes. Are you serious? Like, I've got and a headlock a right. grapefruit. People should be looking at this more.
2: <laughs>
1: That's, a, <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> oh. oh, God. <laughs> yeah, but, but you're right. It is what it is, you know. Uh, I, it is just, even though it's frustrating, it's not going to stop me from doing what I'm doing. That I know for sure. I mean, every day is an amazing day. I wake up, I feel motivated. I mean, I have true followers. I have, and... and and it's not that I do it for followers. I have people who follow me and, and who believe in me. I think I think that's that's motivation enough for sure. Yeah.
0: And you know, during you know, during this crazy world of digital streaming and marketing and all that sort of thing, I guess my bitch for the week is that um you see you see people using social media for the wrong things. It's just like Yeah. The other day I, I went to um last week I went up to Brisbane to a NRL like a rugby league round of of footy games and once a year all the teams congregate to one city and play and um, you know people are streaming through a phone but you've got a live atmosphere in front of you and it's like well what are you doing mate like enjoy yeah. the atmosphere you don't don't like hold your phone up and record it take a snippet but this guy was recording for a good 15 minutes and it's like well why be there like you can watch this stuff on youtube or whatever or in t- at home on tv yeah. and i think that we're at a time where Einstein theorized that technology would become so advanced that it would make the, the average human look docile. And, uh, you know, in snippets around the world, you see that. It's like this young kid's just, you know, and I just I, I, I worry for the future. It's like you hear about yeah. kids who can unlock an iPad at a young age, but they can't write their own name or tie their shoes. I mean, That's I'm 31 and I still can't do that, but still like, it's beside the point. <laughs> <laughs> good oh, love velcro. Good.
1: <laughs> okay, I can't top that. <laughs> uh, uh. Oh. So is at
0: this point someone generally calls me a, a show bag because I'm full of garbage. <laughs> you know, you go to the carnival and you buy a a, a like a, a birdie beetle bag or something and it's just full of like crappy lollies and breakable toys yeah. full of rubbish. Yeah. Yep, that's what my friends call me, you so. <laughs>
1: Well,
0: yeah, you, you need the trashy toxin science, of cool, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that's, I, I don't know, like I'm not going to, I don't want not, not intending to open up a can of worms, but I just, I, I worry for future generations, yeah. especially. You're
2: right. I mean,
0: yeah. So that was pretty good. Oh, good job, Mitch. So uh, just going back to what you said before, what, what is, what is, sorry, what a segue. Geez, I was smooth as my bald head. What is sound therapy? I kind of was curious for that.
1: So, if you could hold on for a second, I can actually show it to you. Okay. Okay. So no just... problem. Hold on. I'll be right back.
0: All right. Well, hello. Hello. You got your friend here. Is that a border Ooh. collie? Is that a collie? Uh,
1: it's a collie. Hello. It's a collie, yeah. Hi. Can you say hello to me? Hi.
0: <laughs> hello. Hi. I grew up with collies. Love them.
1: Yeah. <laughs> we got it from Australia, actually. Oh, really? We got it from Melbourne. Yeah. Yeah. What's her name? Hibiki. <laughs>
0: uh, Hibiki, is that how I say it?
1: Yeah, it's a Japanese whiskey. (laughs)
0: That's that's fantastic.
1: (laughs) I love my whiskey.
0: (laughs) That's that's one of the best things I've heard all day.
1: (laughs) Yeah, we contemplated for a while. There was like, yeah, something that I can't live away from. So, yeah, it's got to be Hibiki. (laughs) That's awesome. Okay, so can you see?
0: the bowl i see a bowl
1: okay so these are called um actually wait, let me turn off my you
0: know i'll
1: turn off my background it's better okay. yeah yeah okay. is this better Yep. Yeah. i can
0: see it fine yep so it's like a, yeah. a silvery white bowl with a is that it looks like a mortar and pestle sort of <laughs> uh
1: not really a utensil but these are called uh Tibetan bowls so they produce uh, sounds at a certain frequencies which are actually used for healing uh, because these sounds uh, have a really, they um, have a different frequency. Like you know, sometimes when you listen to certain kind of music, it's very soothing and relaxing because our brain waves yep. they go from theta uh, to beta, and that's how meditation also works. Uh, basically, when you hear a voice at a certain uh, frequency or when you hear sounds at a certain frequency, your brain waves basically alter, and it, that puts you into a more meditative, relaxing stage. So that's yep. what. Sound healing with Tibetan bowls does as well. Uh, People do uh, sound healing with crystal bowls as well. So that's called crystal sound healing. But I do it with Tibetan bowls. So basically, I don't know what you'll... I think you should be able to hear, but I'm not sure.
0: Yeah, sort of after you hit it, it vibrated for a few seconds there.
1: Yeah, so I do that. I do the pedotherapies. I do... So I'm actually a trained uh, hypnotherapist. So I do guided meditation with uh healing bowls and essential oils and things like that if, you, if you're if you're up for it i actually have a session coming up on 4th of june i can send you an invite and you can join in
0: okay we might can we record yeah. that too sorry can i record that as well and do that
1: it, it will be a recorded session because I'll, i'm the one who's organizing it Yeah. Okay. so i'm going to be recording that yeah i can send you an invite it's, it's a free session that i'm doing
0: yeah no worries um, that'll be so, great
1: yeah sure uh you would need some essential oils though and i'll check up with you if you can i think you can find them in australia so yep. if you want you can order them uh yeah so you can join us in there.
0: sounds good <sighs> so that's that's soothing it's yeah. just that's a soothing tone is it
1: yes so i do that i i do have clients and i do that as well
0: so how did, <laughs> that's, how that's did the you calling that's how does um i'm infinitely curious now how did you get into sand therapies what how did what, what did you uh, uncover that you had the knack for wanting to help people meditate through the use of sound? That's interesting.
1: So um, yeah, I, I, I was surrounded by a group of people at a certain time, and I'm very happy that I'm still surrounded by these people who were in that space. I so so NLP actually happened because I I was really con, I was I really wanted to discover how our subconscious really works. Sound healing is actually also something that you work with your subconscious. Basically, you're not working with your conscious. So one thing sort of led to the other. I did my NLP and stuff because I really wanted to figure out how to work with subconscious, like how to help people break habits and change habits and things like that. And then uh, I I met a few people who who were in this space where they were meditating. I I used to meditate uh, even when I was young. So I've been doing it for a long time. Uh, But it's really funny. I think it's, it's just a calling because one day I woke up and don't ask me why and how, but I just knew that I needed to learn sound viewing. I needed to go to Nepal. And I just needed to learn this. <laughs> That's all I know. And then a few years later, I got that chance. I went to Nepal. I learned it. I got all my bowls, my gongs, everything from Nepal. And uh, yeah, I I started sharing it with people. What an
0: interesting story you have to tell. That's, that, I'm just, tell me more. You know, when you think back to when you're in kindergarten, you're laying on your tummy with your hands in your head like this.
1: <laughs> and you tell me more,
0: miss or sir, or whoever's teaching you. at the time. You have, you um, have. Actually... The... Sorry, you go.
1: Sorry, go ahead. You I was going to have... say,
0: you've got this captivating uh, aura about you. It's just like, I'm intrigued to know more. So this is fantastic.
1: Yeah, this, this has been just amazing. This is something that really keeps me very close to realities of life, keeps me grounded in general. And, uh, yeah, I, I I always wanted to... I think it's nice to know that you can, you can change lives, you can help people, and this does help me do that in one way or the other. And, uh, yeah, I... I'm able to get to know myself so much more, you know? So I've done this thing called Atma Kriya Yoga. So Atma means soul, Kriya means practice. So okay. for me, yoga is actually not physical yoga. <laughs> yoga is actually the connection that you have with yourself, the bond that you create with every breath that you take, and then the connection that you build with the person who's inside of you, that the soul that's inside of you. So, yeah, yeah. Um, basically yeah that that makes me realize that you know you don't have to be involved in everything that happens in this world you can be a silent observer and and that's how you can actually learn so much more Uh, and that's how i i do my meditation just connecting with myself and just being a silent observer a lot of times and yeah sound giving is just one part of me because this is something that i feel so so connected to like yeah when 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 I do sound healing on people and they come out of it and they go like, oh, this is such an amazing experience. I felt connected. I felt going deeper. Um, and and in the process, sometimes you end up actually bringing a lot of things to the surface as well because then I share, it, it's very intuitive. It's intuitive healing as well. So I do share your insights and your intuitions. And when people go like, oh, this really needs my attention. Thanks for bringing this to me. So yeah, yeah that, that's that
0: that's cool you, you're speaking to someone who is incredibly spiritually curious about many things like i've had numerology readings i've had clairvoyancy things done of my auntie actually uh, yesterday put me onto a a new podcast that speaks about you know the veil and what's on the other side and it's called uh sorry it's shades of the afterlife and it talks about like people that have Uh, experience like near-death experiences and how they speak about like the how the afterlife can be like a this invisible world and they share their their, 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 essentially their brushes with death and like there's it's interesting and I've just started this whole realm of I'm because I'm I'm just spiritually curious about things and people can take it or leave it that's cool I mean everyone's got their own opinion but me personally hearing things like that just make me genuinely excited yet curious yet yet all these things so I would absolutely like to be a part of the the session on the fourth that'd be fantastic
1: that's amazing so where we're focusing on uh, because of the whole pandemic we're focusing on negative emotions we're focusing on stress anxiety and how to how to overcome them with positive emotions so I'm going to do sound plus hypnosis guided meditation with essential oils and stuff. Right. I have a WhatsApp number. I'll share it. I'll share with you the oils that we need. Yep. I can actually help you order if you would like them. Uh, yep. The oils definitely accelerate the process, so uh, if, if you can get your hands on them, that'll be great. So I'll, yep. I'll share the details awesome. in the
0: WhatsApp. That's awesome. So, you know, if um, if you want to get involved with Nitty's work, where can people find you? And if that people are after some coaching or some interview. Uh, techniques and want to improve on a, you know, essentially on the professional career, where can people find you like on your socials and websites and everything?
1: So uh, what we do actually, uh, usually we try to do this every week. Uh, we do a free webinar every week uh, on Sundays. Uh, so when you go to the website, there is uh, one. So the, the couple of things that we do on the web, on our website, website is a place where people get can get in touch with me for everything in general, apart from following me on social media. So if they wanna follow me on social media, we do have a YouTube channel, we do have a Facebook page, we do have an Instagram page. But apart from that, uh, webinar is is a great way to connect with us because that's where I do live sessions. Uh, Sometimes they're recorded as well. So when they go to our website, there is a page that says Dream Intensive Coaching and I'll uh, send the links uh, across. And that's where they can register all the details and we will send them. So basically we include them in our newsletter and we start sending them regular emails about our webinars, about our YouTube video releases and things like that. And uh, once they get onto the webinar, uh, that's when they will not just gain information because we always share valuable tips. And at the end of the day, we talk about our coaching programs because we keep working with different kind of coaching programs. So currently one of the coaching programs that we have recently launched is called Fast Track, uh, Dream Job Fast Track Coaching. Uh, so basically it's a two day course where we cover everything from CV to grooming to, uh, creating your LinkedIn profile, teaching you how to do networking. Uh, we work with your communication skills, both verbal, nonverbal. And at the same time, we also teach you how to be more confident and uh, stress-free when it comes to interviews.
0: Yeah, nice. So I'll um, I'll make sure that the, the correct spelling is posted in the episode description below. Awesome. But, um, you know, we've covered professional styles, we're professional, we, we've covered funny stories <laughs> It's kind of like, this is kind of like a, uh, a journey we've taken off. We soared at the highest altitude
2: <laughs> and we've
0: absolutely gracefully yeah. touched the tarmac. And uh, I realized I'm really crap at metaphors. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, but you were very engaging. I, it was a very impromptu session. I, I feel you were very engaging, asking the Stop. right questions, just keeping the flow and, you know, just keeping everyone engaged. I think that's really important. Yeah. If you don't ask me the right questions, I wouldn't know what
0: to say then. <laughs> so, what you're saying is, Mitch, you've got the job.
1: <laughs> yep. <laughs>
0: With a salary that pays absolutely nothing. You're on on your way, Mitchie. You're on for, on for a champion. But hey, so now hey, I. You,
1: remember, you said it, 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 it makes people smile. It does. They, they pay, pay me. <laughs>
0: I've had. Um, so, uh, uh, in recently, so I went on uh, television on a game show called Mastermind where I wore a Scrubs onesie that was promoting the podcast I listened to and that went viral. And the producer of the Scrubs podcast reached out to me and I appeared on it a few weeks later. That's how I got to meet uh, the actors that played Turk and JD of Scrubs. Ah, um, Okay. And just talking on like how making people smile, people have just reached out to me and go, Hey man, I'd love to have you as a guest or I'd love to be on yours. And like the ultimate compliment was, Oh, I've got a fangirl in Brisbane who bought me two beers last weekend. It was fantastic. Wow. <laughs> oh, that's
1: amazing. That's amazing. A bit, of a, bit of a
0: humble brag. No, I, and I just, talking about the spirituality and all that thing, like we all have a role to play. Yours is to educate and to train. I think mine is to like, I, I, it's kind of like connecting and healing through storytelling, you know, and this as an audio medium, um, you, know, you give people the opportunity just to sit back, relax, try and have a giggle because we've had a few and uh, let's face it, we're awesome. And um, we're able to find what our thing is. And I think that you might be, you would probably agree with this is that if you have a dream or if you have a, like something that you want to do, especially in a world now where we're so like everything is connected, like you're able to connect through anyone through the social medias and whatever. So like to you listener out there, if you're listening to this and there's something that you keep putting off, take a small step, make something like, even if you buy it, like you want to write a story, go out and buy yourself a great pen and a piece of paper start there write a page that's going to start you on the journey to achieving that goal that you might want to do buy that car go on that holiday when you can do do whatever makes you happy because life is too short and um i think that since i've done this i've got to meet some of my favorite actors of all time and i got to appear on tv and make an absolute fool of myself but i had a great time so if you if you know and be like nitty like she started a business she's connecting with people in multiple nations and she's loving it so do it like i cannot encourage you enough out there if you want to do something do it and don't let anyone take that away from you i think
1: awesome that's amazing that's amazing that's inspirational for me too
0: (laughs) (laughs) is there anything else that you'd like to go out on we might wrap things up there is there anything that you'd like to to close out on or
1: no i think i think uh, you summed it up really nicely yeah so I, I i just want to tell people if you have a dream just don't stop yourself from achieving it because it might be too far just just take small steps is what Mitch said it, yeah.
0: and it will be hard like you know leaving your comfort zone can be a tough thing like it's especially in times of a pandemic like we're starting to get vaccines and whatever but you know if you're in a comfort zone and you're okay staying there, cool, all means, by all means, go for it. But if there's something greater that you want to achieve, you're not going to get it sitting down doing nothing. So grass is greener, be like Nitty. be awesome. And, um, yeah, so that's episode 31. Thanks for listening, guys, and I'll see you in the next one.